guys. Uh, welcome to episode six. Uh, we got the original delivery crew here, and I'd also like to introduce uh, two new permanent members of the group. We have Bailey. He's going to be our uh, fact checker, make sure you know, we, we're not talking right out of our asses. And then we got our sound engineer to the right of me, uh, Matt. Hey guys. Yeah, Matt. Why'd you ask that like a question? That's Matt, not yeah. Matt. Oh, I was getting yeah, a chance to be assertive with you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like also may remember Matt, sorry, from the, from the Mormon podcast about Kanye. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is a returning guest, but now he's going to be permanent. Yeah. Um, and then we also got a guest today. His name is uh, Marshall. Hey, Marshall. Hey, how's it going? It's good to be here. It's good to have you here, man. Uh, so I think um, the other guys will have their chance as the episodes go on to explain themselves since they'll be here. So we want to start with you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what are you doing right now, you know? Well, uh, so I'm right now, you know, I'm going to school for chemistry. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a senior. I'm ready, I'm ready to graduate. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited to come and be on the show just to kind of talk to you guys, kind of get some of my ideas out and, uh, you know, to, to kind of offer an opinion. Oh, yeah. And, uh, that might be unique. Yeah, that's what we're all about, man. We definitely want a new perspective. And uh, from, from what I heard about you, that hopefully we get the people to know about you a little bit is you definitely have a different perspective than most people. And you do believe and from what I understand, the, the available... The reason why it matters to have a voice, even if it's an unpopular voice or whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's really important. Uh, it's really important to present every point of view um, as, as, you know, as correctly and as logically as you can. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I try very hard to not say or espouse any ideas that I can't back up with logic or fact. And, you know, opinions are opinions, and I get that. And, but, you know, if there's, you know, I like to think that, that those opinions are based in a certain set of beliefs and ultimately set in facts, and it's all about how you interpret it. Uh, but because of that and that way of thinking, I think I do hold a, you know, a somewhat unorthodox set of ideas. Mm -hmm. And, like, being that way, I'm sure you're, you, you feel strong about your beliefs, too. You're a type of person that once you do have the evidence for something, like, it's irrefutable. <laughs> Would you say you're that type? Or? I, no, I, I'm very, very open-minded. But I don't, uh, you know, I, I don't so much enjoy, um, I don't so much enjoy ideologues or zealots, people that, that feel very strongly about something but can't back it up with facts. You know, I... I, I, I am very open to changing my mind, and I actually really enjoy it when I do. Um, but, you know, it's got to be done the right way. That's you know a very, I mean? very good perspective to have. I mean, Absolutely. The, you sh nobody should be stuck in their ways. And while we're on that topic, I guess we might as well bring up uh, the topic of this week's episode, the debates. Scooch on in there. Speaking of, you know, ideal. <laughs> ideal. Surprise! Another political <laughs> one. Gotcha! Uh -oh. <laughs> Strap in. This is going to be a roller coaster today. <laughs> Man, we got a lot to talk about all the Ooh, way from, buddy. you know, our president nominations being children to shit, the fly, man. That the fly. fly. That fly. <laughs> I know everybody's heard about that. But we're skipping ahead. We're skipping ahead. So does that mean Pence is a lamp? Or it was a pile of shit? It wasn't a lamp. It wasn't a lamp. Yeah. I know. That's where you know he flies like lights too. You got the uh, now <laughs> champion know. King James out here saying, "You know what flies are attracted to? Ooh, a pile of uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, fuck LeBron. 
<laughs> Fuck you, bro. He just won the chip. I don't care. Man, I'll, I'll put my dick on the table about this one. Hold on. All right, we, all right, we, come, we, on. come on. I'm on the you, table measure. Let's go. You're, you're arguing with a Lakers fan. That's no point. Here's the thing. I'm not a huge LeBron fan, but... I have enough in the noggin to back him up if I need to. One thing I don't understand is how he can talk about humble beginnings and then he wears t-shirts that say vote or die. I mean, this is political, so that does involve something political. Dude, he's worked his ass off from the first time he stepped on a basketball court to be a professional athlete and give himself this- But does it sound humble to say vote or die? Dude, he's allowed to say what he wants. He's earned the right to speak from that. That elevation, you know, well, when LeBron says gets hurt, right. he absolutely he, has earned no, 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 that no, no. right. I'm not saying he doesn't have the right. I'm saying everybody's born with that right. He hasn't earned that right. Everybody can say whatever they want. Yeah, but they what don't get blown up by the media. What if I go out and say something, vote? if I say vote or die, they're going to, no fucking news station's going to be like, top. Oh, what, about the, <laughs> what about all the felons that won't be able to be approved for voting since that is happening everywhere? Like, there's a major. I'm also push. on the side that if you're a felon, you shouldn't be able to vote. Well, what if it's like marijuana convicts? Because that's what. That's different. That's the way I need amended soon anyway. Well, see, the trouble I have is like, there is I think a if lot you're not of violent Democrats you should be able to vote. who I feel yeah, like. Yeah, but then you have to have leaning, whole new caseworkers to decide what's a violent offense. I feel like a lot of the left is leaning towards like getting these convicts to be able to vote to rely on their vote. Dude, they've already been slightly stripped of their rights anyway. I mean, honestly. Well, that's kind yeah, of. Yeah, but they, so if you, you don't participate in society, you don't have your full. Like, if you don't adhere to society's rules, you don't have your full rights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, then somebody. This is where we could connect it back to the debate. Somebody could argue that Trump does not follow society's rules at all. Well, he's also one of the Wall Street boys. He he may not do it with tact, but he does follow the law. I, I'm, I gotta say, his policies, he has a little more policies right now than Joe Biden does, to say the, say the least, because, I mean, that, that debate was a, was a shit show in itself. I oh, mean, yeah, we got like 10 minutes of actual talking. How are grown men who are leading the country, supposed to lead the country, going to fight like children and set the most unprecedented uh, behavior for anyone. I mean, anyone. Well, this I think so. I think something important to consider when looking at that is actually, you know, what is the purpose of the debate, right? Like, let's look at let's look at how you win a presidency. Um, I think once upon a time, debates were about policy. Debates were about flushing out ideas, and they should be, right? And if I sit down on a debate, I hope that that's what it's about. But as where we are right now, we're going into a very, very important presidential election. And as we saw in the Democratic primaries at the last year and the beginning of this year, um, debates are no longer about fleshing out ideas. They're about getting jabs at your opponent. They're totally about agree. saying, you're wrong, you said this, you're a bad person. And that was what the majority of that was about. I mean, everything that came out of Trump's mouth that was an interruption was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Trump wrong. bothered me because every time he got asked a hard question, he literally just said one of his buzzwords, yeah. fake news. And all of a sudden, everybody was tweeting out, hashtag well, fake see, news. I can <laughs> argue that as well. Like, there was one big point that was very arguable, and that was when he was asked the question of, like, do you consider the KKK a terrorist organization? And he says, sure. And then, like... For some people, that means nothing. For some people, that means, oh, he is still, like, because a few lines after that, he ends up saying something about the Proud Boys. He's asked about the Proud Boys, which we'll get into that in a second. But, um, and then uh, he was like, 
we need someone to stay on standby or lookout. And everybody just took that as he's, he's telling the KKK to stand by because uh, we need someone there. I'm gonna jump in here. Uh, all right. So, because I, this is, I, I, all right. So, I, I watched this debate probably two or three times. I watched it a couple To make ago. sure that I was like fully aware of, aware of what was being said and by whom and when. So, <clears throat> what you're referring to is uh, they asked him to condemn white supremacy and he said, sure. They asked him, are you willing to do it? He said, sure. And then they go, all right, we'll do it now. And he goes, uh, well, what do you want me to call him? What do you want to call him? Who am I condemning? And Chris Wallace, the moderator, and Biden both said different things. Chris Wallace, I believe, said the, the Klan or something. I'm not sure. But Biden said, Proud Boys, Proud Boys, which is not a white supremacist group at no. all. That's not their thing. Their leader is, is um, I, I believe he's half black, half Cuban. And Jamie. They're very adamant that that's not their thing. Um, and Trump said, all right, Proud Boys, stand back, stand by, which is, which is weird, right? That's a weird thing. But he didn't refuse to condemn white supremacy. And he didn't even talk about a white supremacist group. Nope. Yeah, I didn't, think that's no different than a leftist. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you're good, homie. That's no different than a leftist or a Democrat saying, oh, Antifa is a good-led, like, there's an organization with meaning behind it. Because to some people, to a lot of people, the way they are displayed, the way they go about things is fascist and unprecedented. I mean... Like running people out of their lands, using their buildings, using their resources, and like that is the exact definition of, fa of fascism, and that's exactly what they say they fight against. Well, to an extent, to an extent, but still. And then they try and run their own government and do it to what their liking is. But they set the president, and I'm talking about places like Chad, where they're trying to run their own government. Um, hey, they said they had set the president where when you loot and rob. It's okay. Like, that's how you get to the point where you want. And there is no peace that can be obtained through that. There is no, like, it goes completely against what the Democrats want, or at least what they say they want. And my eyes, like, I don't see how. Um, well, it's mostly peaceful, right? Yeah. Most, yeah. Mostly, yeah. 100% yeah. mostly peaceful. I, no, I'm not saying there's You're not talking about peace. people who were protecting the courthouse in Portland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For what? Four months now, and enduring fireworks and rioters trying to break down their walls and shit like that. That's not peaceful. 130 something days of uninterrupted rioting. Well, see, the bad thing about that is you also, this is where the shitty part about media like comes into play. They only display the violent side because there are peaceful protests. There are protests where the cops and the Antifa organizations come out and congregate together, hug, and sing kumbaya. And then there's some that just fucking push each other down, bash in old people. And that's where Trump had something to say about that. But I don't know if I would like that one's tough, tough to hit on. This one's weird for me, especially. Uh, I, I live in a city area um, and I was delivering that night, the night that it, I was delivering the night that it all started. And they had locked down most of the city. I could not go anywhere. There was not. And you, I mean, it was blocked off. It was militarized. There were buses ready to go. They were ready to arrest people by the bus full. They had, I mean, rows and rows and rows. I mean, armored vehicles. I was like, seriously? I mean, the city turned into a war zone like that. And 
to me, I think that's more intimidating, if anything, especially uh, we're in a pretty excitable area. That was really aggressive. Personally, I've seen how bad it can get. Part of me wants to understand, but man, well, see, they were. That's, that's, that's the, the milit- point of riot police is to be intimidated, well, see, right- is to be dehumanized, to go in there and show this the authority of the state and that you as an actor have no power against them, which if you are acting in violence, they should be able to do that. You should be if you if you want change, go through the proper channels, elect a new congressman, elect a new president, elect a new city leader. I mean, local elections are, are just as, if not more important than the federal elections, because what can the federal government actually do? Thank God for the Constitution. The federal government's not running everything. Well, how big of a shit show would that be? Uh, I, think, I think it's a tough dilemma on both sides, because it's like the people in power should know what it takes. Like They have the choice to come in with a peaceful president. It is hard when you have one side who fears for their life because they think if they have a flag in their yard, they're going to be targeted for a riot. And then you have the other side who use it as a chance to be a part of something. Or it like a like most of them can be lost people. Like most of the Antifa, wild Antifa people, rioters who you see shooting people who are like like doing the most violence. They are the most lost people just looking for a cause to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And that, that's the problem with the, like, the BLM movement. Like, and, 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 and ideology, it is a perfect movement. I mean, fighting for the people and giving them the chance to feel something they hadn't over history. But there's no true leader. There's no true vision. And you have just so many different subgroups of it that fight for different things. And then you get groups that don't even know what they all are fighting for. Uh, I'm going to slide in right behind that because I totally agree with you that uh, I think the movement's incredible, the change is incredible. However, the organization itself finds itself lost and pulled between a lot of suspect groups of people, to say the least, to be absolutely as kind as I can. Uh, I feel bad that a lot of these people are getting worked over by this kind of sham because they put this huge name on something that it's barely in their top five of things that they do, that they donate to. Um, and it, it's very sad, because it's a huge movement. I'm so behind the movement, but the organization makes me sick to my stomach. Well, let, let's, let's talk about donations for a second. When you donate to Black Lives Matter, where does your money go? The Joe Biden Campaign Foundation? <laughs> Correct. Yep. It goes to Democratic politicians. You know what you type in when you type in uh, blacklivesmatter.com? Or, it's something like that. It goes straight to Vote Joe Biden's webpage. To give it a more disputable point and a point where it can like actually have some like weird meaning to it, is you have the biggest supporters, or the ones who say they support it the most, the, the Democratic nomination, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. If I said her name right, Kamala. Kamala. Oh, be careful. She's going to be after you like she was after Kamala. Oh, God. You're, hey, you're going to get doxxed, bro. Do We're done for. <laughs> she'll, do me, she'll do me like the um, suspect she had done and put him in prison. And, like, there, there was cases where she hid evidence. Like, come on. I'm going to need some fact checks on this one. Like, ju- just for the people. But I think for someone, for two people who are fighting Black Lives Matter so much, Joe Biden, who has had the opportunity for 47 years now, or I think it's more than that. No, 47 sounds right. Yeah, 47 47. years in Senate to fight on social justice 
to fight for meaning and change, like he, what he's going against now, and he has yet to do that in the prior 47 years of him serving. For well, that's life. because Joe Biden is a puppet. True. He has voted the party line for decades. He, he back in the late 2000s, he voted for he voted against gay rights. He's only been for it since the party's been for it. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of other things. Like, the party's only for it for votes. He's, yeah. He's said some pretty bad things. He too. voted for the war in Afghanistan. He, he voted for all of these things that he is now against. And his voting record isn't being held against him. Yeah, and that's a funny thing. The Democrats, like, talking about the war, the Democrats has always fought for, like, the hippie movement, like, bring the soldiers home, let's, be, let's bring peace, like, let's they do this the right way. War, man. <laughs> and ironically enough, most people don't see it, and the media don't talk about it enough, but Trump is the one who is wanting to pull out his, the military units. Trump is the one who's trying to cut military ties. Like, he, he hates the military-industrial military complex. But, like, he's been trying to pull out uh, troops from Syria forever, but the Democrats are sitting there lobbying and protesting and causing shit to have to be done, putting barriers and hoops, for, and which actually caused more of our troops to die in Syria, Syria and more troops to stay going in. And it goes against their whole viewpoint as a Democratic Party just because that it's not in their agenda to agree with Trump. But all that matters is what the public eye sees. You don't get the background knowledge. And that's the problem with censorship with media. Like, there, there is a big issue in today's world. A big issue. And most people, like, hopefully the country wakes up because it's going to take a movement. There's a you're right, few- the, oh, sorry, man. No, yeah. I was just going to say there's a huge issue in politics nowadays is because that's, that's the thing. Like, you, you got it on the nose. No politician is held up to the standard of any other citizen in this country and it shouldn't be that way why are we why are we voting and electing assholes who just say what we want to hear when we need when we need somebody that can go up there and actually make a change in this nation yeah. i mean that's that's exactly what we need to do we need to we need to filter out the politicians and put in the policymakers. that like we need to put in the people that actually know what's happening the scientists the 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 business leaders the 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 economists the ones that actually see what's going on in this country and outside of it and can actually help the people that live here and help uh, everyone in this country have a better life regardless of your race or regardless of what you believe in that's what it should be that's what politics should be about it should be a race of who makes this country better not who sounds better on stage or who can make the most jabs at the next person and another big thing is that Politics nowadays is, it is mainly spread through social media. And if you've ever been on social media, then you know that they write algorithms for everything that you yep. see on that screen. If you type in somebody's name like Kamala Harris, the next five posts that you see will be about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Same thing with Trump. If you type in Donald Trump, the next 10 things you see are Donald Trump or, or Mike Pence. And that's all you see. The more you click on things, the more that's all you see. So people only see what they want to hear. If you're if you're you know a far right or far right Republican and you you know you you own you've been supporting Trump since day one, that's all you ever hear about is Donald Trump and what he's doing right, and you never hear any other side of the story. And if you're a far left Democrat, you hear the opposite. You hear everything that the Democrats are doing right and nothing that they're doing wrong. And again, that 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 doesn't set up any room for debate or any room for policy. It sets up room for hatred and war. 
that's that's all there is to it. That's why people hate each other is because they don't understand anybody's side. Nobody so, does research themselves. Hey, Sorry, Marshall. Marshall been waiting for two turns. Yeah, I'm gonna I, let him get yeah. this. There's like three <laughs> topics. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Sorry, fellas. Yeah, we can. Uh, we can. I felt that way a couple. I felt that way a couple. Marshall's chimed in twice. Yeah, got you, big dog. Um, yeah. So while we're on, I guess like the media topic, I think that is really important to try to avoid putting yourself into an echo chamber. Um, and also to try to get as close to a primary source as possible. So um, as, as we're recording this today, um, so what, we, what I saw today happening live was the, uh, the Amy Coney Barrett uh, confirm, confirmation hearings. Um, those were live today. Uh, I tuned in. I watched probably an hour, two hours of it. And, you know, honestly, I was really disappointed. I saw, I, saw, uh, I saw senators on both sides of the aisle uh, just getting up, giving their speech, and, and, and both hitting just the talking points for the party. Uh, I believe it was uh, Senator Kennedy from Louisiana uh, gets up and, and you know, the, the whole accent, just talking real slow, you know, uh, you know trying to play up the whole Louisiana thing. And, uh, you know, you can say anything that was new, nothing that was interesting, just about how his colleagues across the aisle are going to say these things, and it's disgusting. And you're a good Christian, all this stuff. You know, I want to hear something interesting. I want to hear a politician, someone who's in Congress, who, I don't know, maybe they're young, maybe they're in touch, maybe they understand how technology works. We're not seeing that, you know? I mean, I think, we think Donald Trump has an understanding of how technology works when it comes to Twitter. I don't know, man. He's, <laughs> he's around some of the smartest so. business minds in the world. Trump is, he definitely knows how this shit works. Trump is the oldest president we've ever had. He knows how it works, but he doesn't necessarily, that doesn't mean you understand Hey, technology. he made it through the coronavirus. No, and he, he didn't have to understand the coronavirus. Understand how he beat media the coronavirus works. in three days. Three days. Yeah. That sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> that's why they, they did work, and they looked at the timeline, and he had to it like five days prior to the president's yeah. debate. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted to bring this up for a second, um, and I, this is kind of out of left field, but there is a, a book, uh, a book series by Douglas Adams. He is a an English comedian and um, author, uh, and it's called The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And yes. there is yeah, there is a president of the universe in these books, but the thing is, he never got elected. They there was a small cabal that placed him in power because, and this is a paraphrase of a quote: "Those who most want to control people are the least suited to do it." Mm -hmm. The good yes. leaders are the ones who never speak up and say, "I want to lead." I I actually really like that. I yeah. think that's a really good point. It is. It yeah. is a good point. That's. I mean, if you really think about it, some of the greatest leaders didn't really want to lead. Like, you look at George Washington and the things that he did to set up this country. That man didn't want to be president a day in his at life. At all, bro. He a was like, hey, I got life. you guys a country. Leave me the hell alone. But he's still one of the best presidents we've ever had. They tried to make him king, and he said, no. He was like, no. no. <laughs> the biggest flaws about Trump. Because I like because he's always running on. I want to be a leader. Like I want to be the one that leads us. But I think a lot of that also came from people saying he wasn't going to be able to do it. So I think one of those things is just his drive, his competitiveness, and that's why he's such a successful businessman. I think that's just his behavior, in a sense. But also one sentence, Marshall, you're going to love this. I just realized George Washington's just Jariah. <laughs> Who's Jariah? 
from Naruto. He uh -huh. was like this legendary ninja, right? But he was off writing, you know, porno books. And they tried to make him the lead. They they tried to make him the leader, and uh, <laughs> he got he turned it down thirteen times, and later died. But big hero of mine, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but it just reminded me of him, man. He was like, they were like, hey, you want to be leader? Mm -mm. They probably woke him up with coffee one morning. Hey, you wanna you wanna be our king? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely think like it is hard, especially in the system we have where a politician is supposed to only be making 100K a year, but most of the politicians you hear about that are mainstream are fucking millionaires. Mm -hmm. And like, it's, show, me, show me where you got that money. Like, it's because it's nobody gets- It's man. Nobody gets in politics to make a change. They get in politics to make money. Yeah, and they get in politics, politics. to have power. That's and why it, none of them speak out, because originality is despised in any political realm around the like, world. Yeah, if you miss a blow on anybody, you're gone. Yeah, like one of the big problems is censorship too, but I think also another one of the big problems is people just stopped caring. Like Absolutely. There's, there's yes. such a debate, yes. like families were being driven apart. Like, it got to a point where there was just too much lying on either side. You can't yeah. trust There's still side. too much lying People on either side. People don't care. I mean, think really about don't. it. You know, do you guys know who your senator is? Yes. I do. <laughs> so, do you know who your, who your, who your uh, you know, representative is in the House? Yes. No. Lot, I do. But, yeah, it's, and good. And good for you. But a lot, a lot of people don't, man. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of Scott, people, bro. Shout out Marco Rubio. Shout out Stephanie Murphy. <laughs> if you're listening to this, do your fucking job. <laughs> I was, was going to say, on that, uh, it's funny that you brought up that president of the universe, because I forgot about this quote from the book. And it's actually the president of the universe holds no real power. His sole purpose is to take attention away from where the... Uh, power truly exists. Yeah, no, the quote I shared was Ooh. about the actual yeah. president of the universe. There's the guy that, who doesn't know. The plot thickens. He's a, basically, yeah. <laughs> but, but there is there is a character. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's the president. No, this one is that the president <laughs> in particular is very much a figurehead. He wields no real power whatsoever. He is apparently <laughs> chosen by the government, but the qualities yeah, yeah. he is required to display are not those of leadership, but those of finely judged outrage. That sounds about right for yep. where we're at. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like, that's like going back to that point about it, the best leaders are the ones that don't want to lead. Because most people that want to lead others are compelled by are compelled by pride because they want to show others that they're better than them. And that's not a leadership, qual a good leadership quality. A good leader sees himself as an equal, but but is able to control the masses. Like that's a that's what a good leader ultimately is able to do is is show himself as an equal to his, to his people in order for them to follow him. You know, and that's not at all what people are trying to do. Again, they're letting their pride get in their way, and that's what we're electing is prideful people. Well, let's put serve in the system at least. Yeah, because yeah. you know what the no, problem is. Yeah. Nobody trips enough anymore in America. <laughs> if you do enough psychedelics, especially those people in political powers, they will get to the point where they do not feel like they are powerful enough to tell anybody what to do. Anyone who I, and anyone who is a psychonaut or who has done psychedelics before can can abide by the fact that psychedelics is like it gives you the best guide in life. And I definitely recommend uh, like doing some research on it. We made a couple blogs about it, but psychedelics like we make also you have a, a better person. Now. They take away that greed. They show you how greed can be like lead 
to power grabs and leading to thinking you're like you have a godlike behavior thinking you're better than the others and i feel like a lot of the elite class and a lot of the higher ups have that type of feeling the church does not endorse drug use and for legal purposes neither do we <laughs> like it, yeah like we do not endorse drug use in any way but again what you do in your own free time is up to you. Everyone I think adults, like a, a rational adult who is capable of making the decision of doing things peacefully in their own home should not be demonized by a society or by a country who's trying to like push their own narrative. Like that is not freedom. I think we are living in a state of controlled freedom. Well, and yes. that's the way it used to be before 1970, before really the Johnson administration. Although more so even before the FDR administration, people were free to do whatever they wanted. I mean, if you were on your own land and you weren't out there killing and robbing and plundering, robbery, robbery, robbery. <laughs> it's robbery. I didn't get a harumph out of you. It's robbery. <laughs> um, they could they could generally live their lives as they pleased, and that's what we should have. And that brings me to the topic of Joe Jorgensen. Oh, we're now we're really getting into some getting into the. They should throw the libertarian uh, group into the debates too. Like, why not? Yeah, why not? If, okay, so if they want to be a valid contender, they have to be in the public eye. Well, I think I think about the other two. And I think also campaign yeah. ad came out today. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I think that everybody in America should understand that there's not just two votes. You don't have to vote for just two people. Joe Biden and Donald Trump are not your only options. I do I do agree that they should be able to to debate and. Cause I, show their ideas to the world because why do only two people get that option? Yeah, because yeah. I hate the argument of having to vote for a lesser evil. Because then people, that's where people just get so fucking opinionated and say, oh, Trump is all evil. We know he's bad. But then people fail to realize how lie, like how deceitful and manipulative the, the Democratic Party is. Like, we don't know their flaws. We well, know what Trump is bad at. We know what we got to carry Trump in in order to succeed. And we know his strengths as well. Going back to why they're not on the debate stage, it's because the debates are controlled by the two main parties. Yep. They're the ones True. who have the say on who gets in. There were actually four parties that appear on all 50 states' ballots this year. The Democrats and Republicans, obviously, the Libertarian Party, mm-hmm. and the Green Party. Yeah. Now, I think that some of the lesser parties, your constitutions, your Communist Party of America, your, your Socialists, whatever, they are. Yeah, there are groups like that. And they they don't have enough representation. But if you have gone through the work to get on the ballot in all fifty states, and you are a legitimate option, you should have a voice in the debates. And it's time to take the two 100%. parties that are in power and remove their power in the decision making process. I think this year. Sorry, I, I guess, I guess <laughs> you get this point. I was just going to say, I think this year showed how rigged. The debate system is. Yeah. I mean, you got really first, left it out there naked. Obviously. You, yeah, you got the first debate where you like. Yes, they were the presidents, the president and the nomin, the new electoral nominee. They were both acting like children, both of them. And but you could definitely see bias from the moderator. There was there was true bias. Oh yeah. In that, and then they go like the second uh, debate was going to be a Zoom. 
And people yeah. judge Trump for instantly canceling it, but honestly, I think he was smart to cancel it. And he said he would, too. Yeah, because if it was a Zoom meeting, you know all Joe is going to do is read a manuscript. <laughs> he is going to read a screen behind the camera, and that is all the debate is going to be. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, there is there is a bias. Uh, so Chris Wallace, I think he... he I think he did a decent job moderating. They both candidates definitely gave him a really hard time. True. I think it's really hard to do a good job uh, in that case. And Trump was louder than Biden for sure. Yeah. Uh, which I think I think was the goal. Like I think he went in planning on doing that on purpose. Which was a terrible one. Well, well, I, I mean, it makes I, him I sound think, stronger. If exactly. Trump would have just stayed quiet. Joe would have tore himself apart. I, I would agree with you on that. I think. Yeah, that but you he, can't expect that. He picked a strategy which was I'm going to look strong and make him look weak. But I think what he you're saying, yeah, he did. I think what you're saying is probably a better strategy would be to just let Joe talk. The moderator for the second debate, uh, I think. I don't know. I thought the second debate, though it was a lot more civil. Talking about the VP debate? Yes, yes, the VP debate. Uh, I, I think the moderator for that was probably had more biased ideals, uh, but did a decent job. Uh, I think there was maybe one or two times. And I, 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 you know, I'm not 100% on this. But I think there were one or two times that uh, that Pence actually got like cut 15 seconds short or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you can fact check me on that, but uh, I don't know. I, I thought that that moderator held more biased beliefs, but they're just it was just easier to moderate that debate. I know? think Chris Wallace just kind of lost his cool after a while, too. I, I mean, probably would think be. about it. Think, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, we, we go back to the comparison of calling them children. Don't teachers go crazy sometimes? <laughs> yeah. yeah when they got they all act like children. children yeah. Yeah. It's like, y'all are the craziest kids I've ever seen. Yeah, he just finally popped, I think. Because you can watch him. Years you can teaching. watch that collar slowly get more a little, a little sweaty, man. He was getting, mm-hmm. he was, he was, he, he was trying. Well, yeah, one thing I didn't like that they like, they just barely escaped over which they True. did with all with the everything. policy talk anything important about it yep but it was the saudi Arabia, uh, uh the saudi deal the peace deal that it has nominated donald trump for the nobel peace prize the uae which, yeah the uae uh deal which nobody fucking talks about because nobody expected that from trump he has ended a a fight for power a power grab that's been going on for decades. I think he has three nominations. I think he has because he's got the North Korean one as well. Nominations, yeah. Uh, Obama won one, and I I don't know why. Yeah, he didn't even know why. They <laughs> you know, they, yeah. they they send these out. I think I don't, I don't know how long, but uh, I I know that most presidents at least get nominated. I believe he has three. Yeah, uh, so. I mean, he's doing work. He is making change. Granted, he can say some outlandish things. You take it with a grain of salt. You can and shut his mouth and you take away his Twitter. He's a great president. I My thing, and one of my biggest worries four years ago when Trump was getting nominated is I thought he was going to be too big of a hothead, and he's proved me wrong on that for the most part. And I agree with you, Matt. You take Twitter out of the equation, he's completely proven me wrong. There's very few things that... <laughs> <laughs> Let me rephrase that. There are very few times that he has outright said anything hate, hateful, hatred uh, against. I mean, it, not all of it, but <laughs> it's all taken. Like majority he does, of the bad shit is taken. He does get out skewed. Of yes, they skew everything they put out about him yeah. just because it gets clicks. People love to see the president getting shit on. I don't think he should be taking advice from Joe Rogan, but. 
But the yes, exactly. They take it everything out of context, but it does not stop pundits from using those quotes constantly on television just to get their their jabs in. Yeah. What did we hear from both Biden and Kamala? We heard the the, the classic "good people on both sides" quote, right? We keep hearing this. It is just not true. It is taken out of context. You're right. There are no good people on the left. <laughs> <laughs> the ideologies are like pretty good. Like I have family members who support the ideology, but it's like I don't see how you can support the way they go about it. All right. So that's so- how I feel about most people. And like I, I want to go back to this third party thing because I think that really is important. And um, we we pulled up some facts here. The last time a, a third party candidate won a single state, one single state in the United States of America was 1968. Yeah, President, or uh, sorry, Governor Wallace. Yes, George Wallace. He, 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 he had one, uh, one state. Not necessarily, not necessarily the best example we should be using, but, but that's like... That that was sixty years ago. Well, also in ninety two, Perot system. got enough of the vote. Ninety two. I was about to bring that up. Yeah, in ninety two, in ninety two, that was the last time that any independent party got on, got five percent or more. Shout out my boy Ted. Well, That's it. Also happened with the five um, percent. Like I think it was also the Al Gore and Bush uh, election. I think uh, the third party took from Gore winning. Yeah, that and, was, oh, and that, now the situation now is kind yeah, of like five percent. The left is fighting for people to not vote for Kanye. Like it's funny, it's like, like the left are the main ones. All the left media outlets are the main ones saying, "Go vote, go out, exercise your voice." And then they see people vote. Not for if Kanye. you vote for this guy. Yeah, and then they <laughs> see people vote for Kanye, and it's like, don't do that. You're wasting your vote. You're going to cause Joe Biden to lose. Like it's all biased. It's because it's what happened to Hillary four years ago. I'm just sick of being yep. told what to do. You know. True. And that's exactly. all hey, hey, do. At least they're not brown shirts sitting outside your polling place with baseball bats and shotguns. I mean, feel at least we have free elections still. That's true. True. And then I think like people peg like the white supremacist groups as part of the right. And I think that doesn't do justice because, I mean, there is a bunch of African-American individuals who support the right, their ideas. And and like, I mean, there's a a huge increasing number in African-Americans as cops because they know that the only way to make a difference is through the inside and through real change. Which is how it should be. Yeah, there are there are people, and I have this one particular friend on Facebook from high school that I think about, who has said, "Okay, I vote. I voted for Bernie in the primaries, and the Democratic Party turned their back on me for a second time. So fuck the Democrats. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna I'm gonna like do violence because apparently people aren't listening, and I I kind of agree with her because." The parties aren't listening to us anymore. The Democrats no are controlling who their nominee is. Like they, the Democrat Party went against fucking uh, Bernie Sanders. They went against him. They tried everything they could because they knew they were in trouble if Bernie won the nomination. Yeah. So they fought against him. I mean, but they, you can't tell me that doesn't happen on both sides. I mean, you can't tell me that the, the you can't tell uh, me a lot of the Republicans didn't want Trump in office. No, I, I, I would disagree because in 2016. Everybody thought Trump running was a joke. Even, it was a even Republicans. The, 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 the main representative for the Republican Party. I can't think they, of it. You know what they did? They said, hey, 
Let's put Trump in the mix. Trump went viral. Of course he's the one you put in. I'm sorry. But everything in the world comes down to marketing strategy and what's in front of everybody. And at that point in time, people say, oh, my God, it's Donald Trump. And now he has this huge support cast. And, he and you can't tell me that the higher-ups in the RNC didn't go, huh, this guy's getting a lot of fucking attention, huh? So why is that not working for Kanye? Because everybody knows Kanye's crazy. Yeah. Well, I can speak for both sides. He is black. Oh no no no! Oh no no no! Man, no, the DNC couldn't even put in a full black guy. We've had a black president. Yeah. That's one in how many? Hey, at least it was. Also, also, Obama, I love him to death. I think he was a great guy. I have nothing against him personally. I think he mishandled a lot of situations. He was a voice, but no hands. He was he was a pretty face with a stable family and a family that a lot of people liked. He was honestly, I think he was kind of showbait. He, he was, was a great figure. He, he had the charismatic yeah. voice, but it had made no difference. There was no problem. Yeah, he was. It was. It goes back to that thing. He was the face of something with far more behind him. And people argue it's because of the split in the house. But, I mean, hell, the split in the house now, like, even with the Republicans controlling most of the seating in the house and the Senate, there is still fights. There is still, like, delayed uh, policies being pushed through. Like I, like I mentioned earlier with the Syria uh, episode and the troops in Syria, that is, like, it completely goes against what the Democrats believe in. It's, it's crazy. And another thing I wanted to touch on, just to show, like, how wild the left side can get they condemned and like right before the election there was breaking news to hit eric trump was part of the lgbtq community like it, it was like oh shit trump's chances are going down the fucking toilet like how are you gonna have someone in your family come out and it, it just completely shows how the left side can con like take something in the media and put it completely out of context it's like they don't even do their research because we did an episode about the lgbtq plus community with our guest jordan and we had a great talk where there is a letter a for allies and in the whole uh, alphabet that they apparently own nowadays but <laughs> wow you're doing so well shit. for so long <laughs> <laughs> Because you should be able to say what you want, but I like I support what they're doing, and, and, and it's love. It's wanting to be a part of a community that you feel no judgment for, and I have no quarrel with that. But the A, like the A in the their alphabet, stands for allies, which means anyone who doesn't really align with the letters in the community but still want to show support and still want to help those and show that there are people who care about their rights and their feelings. And that's what Eric Trump was hitting on and what he, what he was saying he was about. He supported their community and people took it as, oh, either A, he's gay or B, like so something weird and totally missed out of contest rather than showing support for a group of people. I cannot recall a quote where Donald Trump has said anything against the LGBT. There isn't. I think I saw a stat the other day. Would you mind looking that up? Which one? Yeah, find a direct quote from Trump saying anything anti-LGBT. Yeah, is there any... Because any I can't dial up one. Scenario. I can't either. Yeah. Trump, is, well, uh, Trump is actually the first president in the history uh, of, of this country or the world to call for a a worldwide ban on uh, on making homosexuality illegal. 
Like they're right. There are places in in this world today that you will get killed for being a homosexual. And Trump is the first person to come out and say, "Hey, that's wrong, and everyone should stop that." And I think that's a really big thing that a lot of people don't know or just don't care to talk about. Uh, that, like you said, I don't. I cannot think of any quote from Trump that that really is discriminatory discriminatory uh, towards that group. And there is evidence that he does support them. So I mean, you know, most of that narrative is also his VP driven. Oh, yeah, yeah. You shock him straight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there might be yeah, something was, there. Yeah, that, that wasn't was exactly his best choice. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing, though. I mean, <laughs> and, and it's hard. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, uh, but I, what I was going to say, and that's where someone who could come back with the argument of, well, it's a little fishy when Trump wants to come in and clear the swamp so fast and ready to turn the tables on so many people. But what about him? And it's like, yeah, okay. We realize this man is flawed. We realize that he is not the answer. So we let him clear what we need to clear out. He, we, we use his ability to get the job done, to clear out the swamp, to take out the, the big people that we know are diabolically lying in our face. And we don't forget that um, he, there's a chance that he could be involved with the, the ped- pedophile island. He could be involved with Jeffrey Epstein. He could be involved with any of that. He could be trying to go further than two terms. Granted, that was also taken out of context, too, where people said he was shooting for more than two terms. Like, it was totally misconstrued. Yeah, I don't believe that for a second. I, I, I don't think that's true at all. I think Biden actually said something that was really good, really, uh, really, um, you know, really important in the debate with Trump. And that was uh, when they asked you know, then the, the question of, you know, if the election, if the other person wins, like, will you, you know, will you admit, oh, yeah. you know, however they phrased it. And I thought Biden said a really good thing was like, look, you guys know that uh, neither one of us is going to, uh, I guess, get violent. I don't know if you could pull up like exactly how he worded it. I don't remember. But basically, he came out and said, look, guys, you understand and everyone knows that this is not this is not a real scenario. Right. Like. Nobody thinks that the military is going to get involved. They've actually come out and said, we're not going to get involved. Trump is not a dictator. I think that worst case scenario, uh, you know, there's enough mail-in voter fraud that it goes to the courts. But I definitely don't see any kind of any real danger or any kind of real violence coming of this. At least not on the part of like what's being advocated by the president uh, or by Joe Biden. Maybe some fringe groups take up... You know, maybe they take up arms because they're mad about something. But there will always be people that are that are mad just because they're mad at the world, and, and regardless yep. regardless of who wins, there will be riots and there will be protests, and there's just yep. that that's just the way it is. And that's the problem with the Antifa movement is they pull that is the movement that pulls in most of those people. Yeah, because like because psychopaths need friends like, too. Yes, the okay. QAnon can be oh, extreme. <laughs> yes, the QAnon can have like they gotta have some some little extreme kill. like ideologies about it all. But there's still people who have some sort of moral guideline. Take care of their family. Yeah. They work. They, they provide for themselves. They don't rely on the government. They, like, I feel like people forget the true definition of what the government is here for. The government is here to serve the people, not the other way around. And I feel like most people serve the government. Most people rely on the government. And until there's change within the community, which it all starts with education. It all starts with parents staying at home 
and raising, fucking buckling up and raising their kids. All right, Bailey's been yeah, trying to say something yeah, for better. I just don't like it. <laughs> but I was going to tell you on that LGBTQ, uh, I can't really find anything much, but I can see what he's being attacked for, and it's mostly just because of the whole uh, Equality Act uh, that he opposed that mm. uh, guarantee like critical non-discrimination protections for... Well, see, that, all, that same act, you can look up and see if I'm right, was also filled with all the propaganda mm. and all the shit the left wanted to push. Yeah, like I said, I haven't looked into it. This is just what he's been being attacked Yeah, and for. I think that's like... Yeah, like really another one that they were talking about like in the workplace was uh, whenever... Trump and Pence banned uh, transgender people from like serving in the military. Remember that a while back. Too. I understand that. I well, yeah. See, because oh boy, most, this, is a, most, this is a whole different topic. This, this yeah. is a this yeah. is a whole, yeah. it's it's not not a whole different yeah. topic. But I'm just saying that's. What I, I'm I was gonna say we all got a mouthful to say about uh, that. I don't know if I want to go into that. No, yeah, yeah we probably got another can so he has been attacked for some things, but no, no real tweet. He hasn't been pub. He hasn't come out publicly and spoken against them. He's just been opposing certain laws. And, and a acts. lot of those acts, I'm sorry to interrupt, are filled with filler yeah. shit to help. That's every them. act. Yeah. Also, that's, every that's everything. There, there's there's an issue that kind of comes with some of those, some of that legislation, and this is a this is an issue that we are currently kind of facing a lot of different uh you know legislative bodies are starting to realize that uh, a lot of legislation that has been passed in the past um it doesn't necessarily separate sex and gender and obama and trump have now had different philosophies of what is legally defined as sex and gender right so this this whole this uh this like feminist theory about them being different things. This is this is not something that's been around forever. This is relatively new, mm -hmm. um, and because now it's a lot more accepted than it used to be. Uh, Obama's administration, if I remember correctly, came out and they were the ones who were who first began to interpret sex and gender as different things. And I think that uh, the new you know the Trump administration is choosing not to. So some of these discrimination bills. Uh, they they do uh, you know differentiate between sex and gender, and I know that there's there's some sort of issue there with uh, not wanting to to pass something with a specific wording, um, especially not if it's filled with a bunch of of uh, uh, what do they call them earmarks uh, pork that that's it filled with a bunch of pork. Um, so I, I think there's that as well, and I, that doesn't necessarily to me show discrimination. I think it's a matter of continuity. It's a matter of precedent. Um, it's something that you know you wouldn't necessarily know unless you <laughs> read the bill. And it's, I, you know, it's nobody not reads those bills because they're <laughs> yeah. thousands of pages long for yeah. a reason. That's yeah. another thing. It's like a that, terms and conditions thing. Yeah, it's that. That's 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 another big problem in politics is that everything has to be about politics. You can't let one bill just be a bill that you want to get passed. It has to have thousands of pages of different legislations and different writings that just that are just solely for the purpose of confusing everyone. Right. And that makes no sense to me. Why why do you need to confuse the people you're trying to get a bill passed? It by? all started with calling a guy thespian. Yeah, it's like and that is the problem with today's political like acts and movements. Like once you start putting unobservable ideologies to the normal eye in the law. That's when you start going into fairy tale land. That's when you start making rules for another type of living, another civilization that doesn't exist in this parallel. Like, 
it's to the point where you you just agree on the availability to support ideologies. Like you can't put it to where there are 60 genders. There's a law that states there are 60 genders when by the naked eye, you can see two genders and that it is a penis and a vagina. At that point, you're making shit that could be a D&D &D campaign. Oh, but Ty, Ty, you're forgetting that, uh, that, that, that genders is, is not a penis or a vagina. It's whatever I feel like right now. So that's where you have the availability of free speech and the freedom to believe what you want. Don't make it right, but you have the availability to believe what you want. You shouldn't be condemned for it. You shouldn't be discriminated against. People might think of you funny, but that's also the availability of freedom. Like there are consequences to how you act. And I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough, tough rope that you try and walk on when you try and make things be a certain way and that's the problem with political correctness i mean you get into some weird issues right when you mm -hmm. start when you create a new term for something like this so i as far as like gender and sex being different i don't know i mean it may be a thing it may not but you get into some weird issues right if you have something that says like the discrimination bills if i have a bill that says i can't discriminate against uh anyone on the basis of sex but it doesn't include gender does that mean that then I can discriminate based on people based on their gender? Or if it just says gender, I can't do that, but then I can discriminate against you if you're a woman, but what if that's also your gender? Well, see, that's where you take right? all that off workplace applications. So then everything else besides yes. that is social applications. Yeah, why, which that, you just exactly. have to put up with. At that point, why ask the question? Right. At that point, there's no need to ask. It it's also, just when you when you show up for the interview, it's no longer a question on on the thing. It's what's your name, what's your job title, what do you want to do here? No male, female, or other. Or other. Just don't put it. This right. is one of the topics that bothers me to hear in public a lot because everyone wants to make it a very black and white thing. They're like, oh, well, you this is wrong and this is right. But at the end of the day, if you're anybody with any sense of morality, every single thing in your life has a gray area everything there's not a right or a wrong there's not i mean it's one of those things that whatever your vision of those beliefs are that's what's right to you that's really what matters at that point in time yeah that, that goes into moral uh, moral objectivity which is a rabbit hole that I, i'm not willing to go down right now. <laughs> <laughs> and just open-mindedness as well instead of believing this person is stupid because they don't say what I say when I have no factual evidence because I live in my bubble. And I think the coronavirus has sharpened that. I think the coronavirus has created a bubble for most people to the point where they cannot get out. And that's where a lot of the lost people can come from or people who can fall for anything. Or like, it's, it's a whole dilemma. And I, like, it's bad whenever a time of desperation, a pandemic breaks out and people are dying in this country and you have people who are going to tweet out if i die from the coronavirus i change my gender and if it doesn't have the right pronouns there will be problems rather than i don't want to die let's do something to make change for the betterment of the people yes I, that, that is also another problem they, they, there's bad there's good and bad people to, to people to every group we kind of got in, into that earlier is just like it doesn't, when you get a group of people together, some of them are going to be normal, everyday citizens, and some of them are going to be kind of fucking crazy. And that's okay. Like, you just got to, you got to weed out the, like, which ones are the main problem. Like, 
you gotta understand that yeah you're gonna have these outliers that are like it's ma'am or whatever yeah man there's there's real issues out there in the world there are real things there are actual issues that a lot of people would care a lot about that just don't get the same coverage you know and that's the problem when you have the minority who can control the mainstream media and create this cancel culture this availability to say they hurt my feelings in some way so they should not exist <laughs> yeah are we in a facebook thread really? <laughs> like that i think is the like majority of the leading cause of all the problems is people are so quick to say this person is judgmental and they hate us i think it gets down to the point where people just need to come together and talk it out and sit down and get out the bubble and share ideas yeah it's get okay to the ideas you're supposed yes. to share ideas yeah don't be afraid of politics i know it can get heated and you know there's all there's a lot of people that have differing opinions but just be understanding of each other like that, that that's that when push comes to shove that's all it comes down to is you need to be understanding and and, and get all of the information in front of you before you decide to make a decision and if you do that and everybody else does that then this world and this country can become a better place tomorrow and that's realistically all anybody wants anyway right i mean we all just want to live a happy and better life and we're all arguing on how to do that when we should be coming together to solve it and, and find a solution for, that, that, for, that fits everybody instead of, instead of one group of people that wants to be happy and, and shit on the other. There's no point. Or we well, could just let our dogs run everything. They seem <laughs> to have a pretty nice life. Could Look, be a parallel compromise is when both sides feel about. like they were fucked. Well, <laughs> people don't want to talk about the fact that the government released UFO. The, the oh, facts man. that there is <laughs> oh. true evidence All right. of UFO okay. uh, Well, And on Tristan, that note. <laughs> Tristan, thank you very much. That, uh, that was a really nice little wrap-up. It was very insightful. had a great broad message. I appreciate the way you worded that. Um, thank you, thank you. The delivery crew was to thank you marshall for coming and joining us uh you got anything comments questions concerns shout outs um you know i'd like to shout out my twitch uh my twitch is hh marshall follow me at uh follow me there um you know we got doing a lot of big stuff over there i've got some new uh some new equipment coming in pretty soon so uh go uh go give me a follow and other than that thank you guys for having me uh this was a really good time and you know, maybe yes, uh, we do it again sometime. Yes, sir. Yeah, we absolutely. Need and sure, and sure, thank sure. you to uh, Matt and Bailey for helping us out tonight. We got fact check. Our sound's going to be much better from here on out. We really appreciate you guys taking the time. And thank uh, you for listening. Thank, thank yes. you, the audience. Yes. For I don't know if we've ever done this. that at the end of an episode. But you know what? You. Hey, listen real close. I kissed you on your forehead. You're welcome. Yeah. It's, <laughs> but, all, uh, it's all one love here, folks. Like, we, we, <laughs> we are here to, to speak the perspective of every side and to make sure, like, we don't, we don't go too far from our roots. I hope you consented to that kiss on the forehead. That could really fuck me over. <laughs> Anyways, this is the delivery crew. Thank you. This is soulspeak.tv. Come with it, boys. Hi guys, this is um, something new. We're trying our first bonus episode. Episode, <laughs> episode 1.5, if you will. No, it's 6.5. It was 6.5, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We wanted to uh, make sure we really hit the in-depth, what, what you could find important in the uh, debate, considering there wasn't much context, or substantial context, I should say. But... Um, 
Yeah, so let's start it right off. Let's uh, go with the beginning of the debate. We had some more shit to say, y'all. Yeah, and we, we needed y'all to hear it. Yep. We always got more shit to say. So, slippity sliding back on the debate. So, we'll take, uh, I mean, let's just start it right from the beginning. They started talking about the coronavirus right off the bat, and then they took it Fake into news. <laughs> uh, And I think some of the only, like, actual numbers were, that were even said were in that first question. Because uh, both of them responded, but both of them responded very sideways. Uh, right. They started getting into the nitty-gritty of the Affordable Care Act itself without really looking at the human perspective of it. They put a lot of ones and zeros in places. But, yeah. They, I think, th well, no, the, the first thing they had jumped on were, like, how the whole situation was playing out was the whole drug test scenario. I mean, because Joe Biden failed to take a drug test. He, he did not have to, or they allowed him to not to. And then that raised speculation, like, about his mental issues. Or, or not his mental issues, his, mental, or his health issues, I should say. Um, and, like... There was a big Adderall problem going on. Like, is he taking Adderall? Is that the only way he can stay awake? Because like, there's a big dementia like theory about him. I think so. I think the the whole drug test thing. I think that was it was something that Trump said that he wanted him to take a drug test. I think this was sensationalism. You know, in uh, I, I really I I don't think that I don't know. I don't think Joe Biden's on drugs. He may be. Uh, you know, there's some evidence of mental decline, but but really, without a diagnosis, it's hard to speculate on that kind of thing. And I'm not a doctor. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> you know, I really enjoy the fact that Trump asked him to take a drug test. I think that's that's a that's a pretty good meme. Um, but it, it's in the same way that uh, you know Joe Biden wanted to do the debate uh, over Zoom, and that was that was to to make Trump look weak. They're both jabbing at each other well before they even get to the stage. You know, um, and and it goes into the taxes thing too on the other yeah, side, the, on the flip side of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, they return with where's the drug test? Or they started he talking starts about with, that. Where's the drug test? And they return with they had well, that viral tweet too that was like Trump's taxes seven hundred dollars, and then Chris Wallace immediately said that like right out the gate talking about. And taxes. Trump came out and said he was going to show his tax returns. He said y'all will see them, and his and advisors has also pointed out he has paid ten million dollars in in personal taxes. Since 2016. He's or, taken such a hard stance that even if you don't like the guy, it's hard not to believe him at this point. And then I see arguments about, like, personal tax is not federal income tax. $10 million in personal tax is more than what most people pay in federal income tax ever. So, actually, I can speak on this. This is something I actually checked on. Um, so, there's two sources that talk about, uh, like, how much Trump actually paid in taxes uh, and where the 750 comes from. The 750 is uh, liability, so that's, it's not even necessarily federal income tax. Um, there, was a, there was a, I believe it was a reporter from Breitbart, uh, actually did the numbers. We do have Trump's taxes now. Uh, Trump essentially paid $7.5 million in 2017. I believe another source said that he paid $1 million in 2016. But the reason why it doesn't look like that, the New York Times reported on it, is that, <clears throat> is that he had tax credits that covered that much uh, for both those years, and that those tax credits came from some sort of loophole or some sort of, you know, a plethora of different things that he was able to claim on his, on his uh, report. Um, and so it's not that he's not paying those taxes. It's just that he didn't pay out of pocket for those taxes. At the end of the day, it's not illegal. It's not immoral. 
And, you know, if you would rather you pay more taxes, like, you're probably not a very good businessman, you know? Yeah. yeah. And you know who signed that tax credit into action? You know who put it through? Joe Biden. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Bombshell. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy who says he's cheating his taxes made it available to get tax credits to, like, put certain things on your tax uh, hold or whatever the word for it is to get, like, to have to pay less on your taxes. He used everything as a business credit or whatever it may be. His hotels give him a tax credit His um, or tax write-off. His uh, There's something else that gives him tax write-offs. But it's all things that Joe Biden signed into place when he was when, on his position as Senate. Or I think uh, there was another bill during the presidency of Obama that Joe Biden signed into place that allows more tax credit. Yeah. And it just doesn't make sense. They want to increase our taxes. The left want to, like he has said, he want to push towards a fifty percent tax. So, so yes, uh, the you're absolutely right. Um, and I wish I could go more into detail. Uh, I'm just, I'm not a finance guy. I'm, I'm a science guy. Um, but you're right. Yes, the, uh, the Joe Biden tax plan, even though Kamala and Joe have come out and said that it's not going to increase taxes. <laughs> The um, the tax policy center, which I guess is is uh, some sort of entity that you know does research on these things, um, they found that the Biden excuse me the Biden uh, tax plan would increase taxes for all income groups and for middle income it's about three hundred thirty dollars. It's not a massive increase, but that is money that you don't have anymore, and it's and it's therefore it's not true. When Kamala comes out and says that the tax plan is not going to raise taxes for anyone who makes less than what four hundred thousand dollars a year, you know it, it is it's it's just not true. And and I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of people don't do enough research to know that. And, and and taxes is one issue. I feel like a lot of people really do care about. You can. It's not fair to be able to come out and just say we're not going to raise your taxes, even though they are, and there's no accountability for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because people aren't educated and up to date enough to actually check in on what's being brought out of their taxes, what's going into it. That's why they the government itself has its own little branch for it, you know? Because right. even they don't want to do it. Yeah, like the check and balances has got us this far, and the, the Democrats are trying to upset the checks and balances. They, they are directly manipulating the people. And that's where the, um, the bill for the... Uh, what was it? It was a... It's slipping my mind. I'll come, it'll come back. But when they were going back to the coronavirus and more about what they were trying to prevent in the debate and talk about in the debate, the one thing I didn't like on how Joe was trying to criticize Trump and how he was doing a bad job, he said the most people that were dying, like if I don't get this wrong, I'd have to be fact checked, um, that most people were dying were the people that like we're doing the most help, I should say, or the people we need to help the most are the people who are saving lives. Like, here, I just have to find the direct quote. Y'all can. T- okay. Um. So, when looking at Donald Trump's response to COVID nineteen, uh, you know, there was something that was said during the VP debate that I thought was actually really important. Um, the uh, both both people were asked about their plan for COVID. And Kamala was really quick to talk about how they, you know, are looking to increase sentinel testing. Well, it just increase testing in general. Um, you know, you know, uh, what is it? Mask mandates, you know, lockdowns, all this stuff, you know, in, in nicer terms. Uh, but 
But Pence came out and said, well, you know, you're... That sounds like, uh, what is it? It sounds like plagiarism, I think is what he said. And, you know, you copied us. Which, you know, I think is for the most part true. Trump, Trump uh, did a very important thing, I think, when, when looking at his COVID-19 response. And that is that he left most of the action up to the states. Right? We're a federalist system. And... Therefore, there is a separation of power between the federal government and the state governments. And to take a large action, like to mandate masks, there are constitutional issues that get that, you know, that come into play when you try to do something like that. So I think it was a really good move on his part to allow states to make their own decisions, states and counties, cities, municipalities, to make their own decision <coughs> on how to handle their local area. So that was really good, and it's hard to criticize him for that. Another thing that I think is really important to take away is the travel ban from China that he instituted, I believe, in February, or it might have been March. It was January 31st. January 31st. There we go. <coughs> and, and what happened when he did that, right? Does anybody know? Oh, you're a racist. You don't like Chinese people. <laughs> you don't like Asian people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then he was condemned and said that he wasn't doing anything to try and stop the outbreak of the virus. Twitter exactly. blew up. Speaking of Twitter, at SoulSpeak TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and oh, and Trump said that coronavirus was a hoax, right? Did anybody hear that? That that is also proven <laughs> not true. That was fact checked, and usually fact checked always goes against Trump. Yeah. But that was a fact check. He said no. He said this could cause, like, it is no more dangerous than the flu. No more dangerous than any other sickness. Why shut down the country for it? Yeah. He did not say it was a hoax. He did not want to provoke fear amongst the people. And that is what any good president throughout history has done. I mean, that's how, why FDR was so successful. He promoted hope. And that's all he was trying to do was say, we, there's, the economy can still boom. We can still come out of this on the other side clean. And like... How do you think a Trump fireside chat would go? <laughs> it, it's going to be a lot of hate. <laughs> Joe tried to say... The sole solution to why the economy shut down and why the coronavirus is as serious as it is is because he did not want to ban China. When that is exactly what Trump did. And then they also tried to make the argument that Trump didn't ban China because he allowed 40,000 select individuals to come in. But then they say he declined all refugees or all people or immigrants to come in. And he's a racist for that. Like, everything they say just contradicts the next thing they say about him. Right. It's a, <clears throat> it, it's a, it's a tough situation that they, they, they say that he doesn't take it seriously, but I, I don't know. I don't know what else. I don't know. When, when you criticize him when he does take action and then say he's not doing enough, you know, what, what, what does that leave you with? Right? You're running a constant loop. I feel like that happens. I'm not going to say 100% with every president, but... Any move a person with that much power has is going to have, it's going to feel like 50-50, thumbs up, thumbs down. I mean... And I feel like it honestly has inspired a lot of the cancel culture today because they take something of your past and drill that as your narrative to the point where it's like, okay, this person can't be around because he said this way back in his 20s or 30s. He said this on MySpace. Well, but that doesn't work with Trump because he doesn't care he refuses to apologize um and you know i think that that's 
somewhat admirable. You stick by your decisions. Well, I, you also gotta understand when your decisions are wrong, and that is where he's not as dim, like he is not as democracy led. He's he's I'm looking for a certain word. He's not as vocally um, calming. I guess I should say. He's not, he can't use his words to end a situation other than... Promote. He ain't got that pilot voice. He doesn't, he doesn't know how to de-escalate. Yeah, he, doesn't, no, he doesn't have that charismatic Obama voice, because that was the one good thing Obama did have. Yeah, but bless Trump's heart. He sounds like he's probably going to go slithering tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, like they, they ended up advancing to talking about the, uh, the health care system in Obamacare, and they... they this is where Chris was showing his bias a little bit and saying, like, every, after every time Trump would say something or try and get to a point, Chris would cut him off and be like, that's not what we're talking about at this subject. And when, it, when it all connects, when it all, yeah. like, this has caused this to be worse because they're trying to distract you from this. They're trying to control the narrative and, and make, put Trump in a position to where he makes himself look bad, but you can't do that. And all of these questions are super probing and have so many like rabbit holes you can go down. They're like, all right, two minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I feel exactly. like they just throw like I mean, look at us numbers. sitting here right now. If we put one topic in front of us and we recorded an hour that wasn't even the topic. <laughs> yeah. And now we're here. You're welcome. Like, yeah, I think we could all agree here that the Obamacare was not the best thing. Like, it is true. It they, was a shot that they dark. forced, no, they, they raised the insurance prices won and forced people to get in order to get the best care available you had to go through Obamacare and it, that just that just isn't right and they tried to get rid of that mandate which Trump did do but then they argue and say he has no comprehensive plan to replace it which it's hard to do that when he's only condemned for trying to get rid of something that supports 20 million people yeah of three hundred and what twenty-five million mm-hmm. people in this country? Yeah, my <laughs> room for human error. It's a good guess. I'm not. I'm not saying that twenty million people isn't a lot, but it's not in the majority. It's not a plurality. Even. It, I was gonna say it's hardly even a blip overall. And that's, that just shows that the Democratic people rely on their minority <laughs> vote and rely on trying to make the narrative that they're the savior. I mean. Let's not forget, Joe Biden came out in a conference and said, you're not black if you don't vote for me. That made me sick to my stomach, dude. He was in an interview with Charlemagne, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Dude, why would you say that? That was... uh, He's loose! Like, oh... you remember what he said about desegregation? I'm just curious. This is a real old tape. I think it was like the 80s, 90s. No, no. Yeah, so when he voted against desegregation in schools, uh, he actually said, and this is on video, uh, that... He didn't want his kids to grow up in a racial jungle. He said that. Uh, so, wow. Yeah, I mean, I guess times are different. It wasn't that long ago. No. <laughs> I know, like, we, talk, we talk about letting someone change or become a new person. When, if we want to do to Joe what the Democratic Party is trying to do to Trump and attack him based off his past, then he is not fit to be president. That's my problem with Joe Biden. He's the other side's Donald Trump. (laughs) That's what bothers me so much because Joe has, honestly, to me, consistently says dumb shit where Trump, every one in three things he says is real dumb shit. Yeah, I was about to say, you honestly think Biden is smart enough to be the left's Trump? I mean, he does get good publicity. He does know how to, like, make the media think he's a cool guy. 
Like women love him. But there's a there's oh, a, he loves women. Yeah, <laughs> boy, let me tell you. <laughs> you know, there's there's a few things you know that 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 Trump gets heat for that he didn't do, and there's you know Biden doesn't get heat for that he did do. Like his son taking three million dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or or the uh, you know the um, the quid pro quo that Trump got. Uh, you know that was that turned out to not be true. Well, you know Joe Biden, the uh, Barisma, Hunter Biden. That that happened. That did happen. We have documents showing that that happened, and 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 him literally in uh, there's a video of him talking to a group of people where he's talking about you know withholding federal front federal front funds. Excuse me. <laughs> Say that three times <laughs> from uh, you know from Ukraine if they don't fire a prosecutor looking at his son. Like, are you serious? <laughs> How yeah, are we talk about colluding with that? the Russians. Yeah. I mean, seriously, there's <laughs> or, evidence of that. Or, uh, um, or you know, Trump is a you know a misogynist. You know, he's a, a rapist. Whatever these people say, but you know, Tara Reid came out against Biden, and you know, I don't I don't know if Tara Reid's telling the truth, but she wasn't taken seriously. She has no reason to Joe lie, Biden, right? Like. Yeah, exactly. Well, she was taken seriously by Kamala Harris back when they were running against each other. It was a debate. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, man. It's wild and twisted. And then, like, Joe goes to attack Trump about the whole mask mandate and how that's not, and how he caused the death rate to reach the point where it has caused the toll of infected people to reach the point where he has. When they're Speaker of the House, the people who speak upon them every day, upon like for for the de- mm-hmm. Democratic Party, what, and provokes the biggest use of face masks, goes in public during a coronavirus lockdown in the most concentrated spot of infections in the country with no face mask. I hate and, seeing all these cops without face masks. And it has the audacity. To say that she was set up by a hair salon company mm-hmm. in a city she runs or she's like head of district over, it doesn't make any sense. They are the most hypocritical group of people I've ever seen. And notice it's never their fault. Nothing yeah. is. Nothing's their fault. It's all deflection. It's all finger pointing. Somebody gets burned, fuck them. The biggest, <laughs> the biggest thing to me is the logical fallacies that every politician seems to fucking have. Like, I, if nobody knows what a logical fallacy is, basically the best example I can give is, like, say I come up to you and I say, hey, this is my house now. And you go, well, why is this your house? And I go, because I have your keys. And you say, well, how do you have my keys? And I say, because I own your house, you idiot. That's exactly what every fucking politician does. They basically back up with, how, how are you doing good for our country? Oh, because I did this. Well, how did that do good for your country? Oh, because it did great things. Shout out this one politician. Yeah, that's it. Because it did great things, or because I did this, and when they just talked about doing that. like That is not backing up with evidence to support your answer. That is a logical fallacy. It is literally going back on yourself and proving yourself right based off a previous statement that you once said. That, it makes n- absolutely no sense. And the other thing is that they that they do like log like basically saying like, hey, if we do one thing, that means we have to do all this other stuff. Like for example, uh, the face masks or whatever. It's like people are like, oh well, 
If you make me wear face masks, what are you gonna do tomorrow? Make me wear raincoats and, and leather boots every day? It's like, oh, no. I hate the one that's just like, wear a damn next? mask. It's, a girl <laughs> my job. it's yeah. like, that, yeah, it's like those two thing. aren't connected at all in any way, yeah. shape, or form. Nobody's asking you to fucking go cut your leg off. It's wear a mask. Like, just be, be respectful of other people and understanding, and it's not that hard. Like, and but no, like everything is always like said in the way that. Makes no fucking sense whatsoever. And people love Dr. Fossey, do they not? Oh, he's Ooh. a he's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Dr. Fossey was respected in households. Not anymore. Nah. Oh. I, mean, I don't think Trump. he's practiced medicine in probably 15, 20 years now. So then, yeah, he would be out the loop. That is where uh, why there was a big push to get old heads out of. Yeah. Like doctoral positions, well, they're the reason why there was such a rise and increase. Trump in just kind of called out one of his good old boys, really. He's like, "Well, doctor, doctor Fossey says," and everyone hears doctor, and they're like, "Oh, validated." Yeah. Well, speaking of doctor, doctor Fauci, uh, here's here's an interesting phenomenon, right? So, doctor Fauci uh, and doctor Burks, another uh, White House doctor, both said uh, that there is no issue and that they are going to vote in person. So why are we pushing mail-in ballots so hard? Because that's what the, uh, the left want. They want mail-in ballots because that gives the people they need for their demographics the chance to vote. Because my uh, great-grandfather died in Chicago in 1963, and ever since 1964, he's been a voting Democrat. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, it's about, it's about as fucking, like, as... Comparison to Facebook accounts. I mean, there are dead profiles that are still active Facebook accounts. Like, the total of Facebook accounts is more people than we have on the planet because all dead people still have accounts. Yeah. And, and, and it can carry over in politics. If no one says, hey, this person's deceased, deceased they can't run the same vote every year. Because... It's worse in local politics, too. Like, my, my grandfather, he lives in uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And not too long ago in their local elections, he was complaining about the fact that I think it was like 18% of the total votes in the Hattiesburg district for their mayor were by either deceased or, or, yeah. or by, by either deceased people or people that no longer lived in the city. And that's crazy. And, and, and like, yeah, there's a lot of fraud like that, but it's also very easy to like make sure people can't do that because the city of Hattiesburg two years later like file or like put in place an act that you have to show your ID in right. order in order to actually vote and that makes so <laughs> <Yeah>. much sense <laughs> that's, so that, that's, yeah you're right and, but that's a thing that's really really looked down upon uh, especially by the Democratic Party I believe like honestly I believe that the, the whole mail-in voting push I think it is a way to shake the confidence in the election this this coming winter right like in november i think that is that's ultimately what it is it's it's a way to shake the confidence in the election so that if the democrats lose if they have another 2016 it is their their uh ace in the hole that if not if anything if everything else fails biden doesn't actually get the ticket then they can just say oh you know what we just found a whole bunch of votes and and that's the issue with mail-in voting itself and that's the di so the difference between mail-in voting and absentee voting, which is actually really important to, dis to distinguish between the two, because a lot of people don't know this, uh, the mail-in ballots, the, the part that, the bad, the bad ones, right, generally, 
Those are the ones that you don't ask for. They just get sent to you, right? They just get sent to you. Everybody gets one. Absentee ballots have to be requested, which means that they're only going to go to people that, that want to vote from a distance. And that means that you're only going to get sent one. It's not based on census data or any kind of other thing, which we know is super bad data, just generally. Yeah, inaccurate. Right? So, so, that, so they want to do that, uh, but they're not following the scientists, which is you know, their, their, their classic tagline, the buzzword. Follow the scientists, follow the doctors that are saying it's okay to vote in person. Uh, that takes out the whole thinking for yourself process. You can't just go based off what one person says. You got to look into their research. Exactly, and everybody's different. If you really feel like you should not go out in public and vote, then don't. Like, get an absentee ba- ba- exactly. ballot and vote. Like, it- it's one hundred percent based off the person. Like, like, because there's a lot of people out there with strong immune systems. You know, twenty-something year olds never smoked, never drank, whatever. You could probably go vote. Mm-hmm. You know, you might get you might get the sniffles a couple of days later, but you should be okay. But an eighty year old woman with breast cancer shouldn't go out and vote. Like it's that simple. You got to understand your situation and the situation of the people in your household, and ultimately make that decision based off that. It's and every solution to a problem has a drawback. At the end of the day, yes, there's, there's nothing that's going to be there's perfect. A, yeah, there's you, a push you and pull to predict the future. You got to go with the bad and and try and fix it along yes. the way. Everything has where, a dichotomy. I mean, that's where like I have a big like theory or proposal that there are foreign countries outsiders who like get involved in the social media through burner accounts through the use of the censorship of the left side to help get their voice out. But they promote flaws. They promote like um, like they show the flawed ideology in the democratic system. And they get it to the point where if you get one side to believe we are based off a terrible foundation, then the country will be torn apart by one half of the one half of the country because it is divided and it has been divided. And that you could say like you could connect it to the war on communism that like America has fought for years trying to keep it out, like ever since the beginning of the United States. And it's funny how it gets to the point where once that is no longer the issue and we try to be an open community that it goes to a point where your your side is not open because you believe this one thing that we are different upon so that means everything you do is false or wrong and when most of those ideologies is what the country is based on and the only way to progress as a civilization is to pick up like take your flaws and improve upon them not think the whole system is is a failure and needs to be shut down. Yeah, America is supposed to be a melting pot of culture and ideas. And yet we've come to this weird dissociation with every culture that is opposite of ours as as malicious or bad or that they have ill intent towards us. And that's not what it is. It's just a different culture. Like different people believe in different things just like every other person. Like it doesn't. It doesn't matter what you believe in or or how you celebrate your days or your your holidays or events or whatever. It does. It does not matter. Like at the end of the day, we we all can learn something from each other. We can all learn from different ideologies and different cultures. At the like, we don't have to fight each other over it because there's no point. There's no point in fighting when maybe maybe your side has some good things and 
The other side also has some good things. So you take both of those and make a new ideology. That's the idea. That's the whole point of bringing people together. That was the point of America as, in general, was, was to bring new ideas together and bring new peoples together and ultimately come out with a better and a greater result. So, See, but then you have the Soviet Union and communist China. And okay, but Germany. they weren't they weren't melting were, pots. They I, were I understand they, that. they, they were they I were understand. fascist and socialist and communist. I, mean, they, I understand that, but what you just argued was that we it is almost a globalist position where we should expand that to everyone. Sure. But we shouldn't. That's and we shouldn't. Should. That's the point. You it's should have Soviet, the availability the Soviet to Union what and Nazi Germany were inclement on taking over the world and imposing their will, their system of I'm not saying that we should impose, I'm not saying America that we should impose any ideology on anybody. I'm saying that everyone should be open on uh, they, everyone should be open and willing to accept other ideologies. That's what I'm saying. Except I'm not saying, no. I'm not saying that anybody the United States exists as a bastion of freedom. Yes, and exactly. And we should be imposing those we should be imposing those values on other countries. We should be more we worried about have, we shouldn't stopping impose the any ideology on anyone. That's my opinion. We should be opinion. more worried about stopping the Chinese government from killing its citizens rather than worrying about if fucking Trump is a racist or not. Well, no, 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 that, no. But I if didn't bring Tristan's, up anything about Trump. I didn't say Tristan's anything about anyone being here, a racist. I, we shouldn't care about the Chinese because they're not in our country. No, I didn't say anything about not caring about the Chinese either. Again, I you didn't, said I didn't we should say, not be imposing our ideals on right, right, Yes, think. again, I don't think that any specific person has has the right, let alone the 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 birthright or anything otherwise, to tell somebody else that they're wrong. It's that simple. You believe in what you believe in, uh, and everybody else believes I what and what they believe. Now. There. I understand that there are some things that are morally objectable and that there are some things that some people that you should not do. Yes, I agree with in that statement completely. But just because the minority but again, that is okay you should have you should have a, a, a normal and, 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 a, and a and a sit down conversation like the one that we're having today. The, a, a real and proper debate about your about right. your ideologies and about what you support. And again, you should listen to the other side. And if you don't agree at the end of the day, you just say, we don't agree. And there should be no more fighting. That's the point, is that there is infighting with everybody in this country because of what we believe in, and there shouldn't be. We shouldn't say, hey, like like Ty made the exact same point earlier. It's not, it's not hey, you believe in something else, fuck you. It's, hey, you believe in somebody, something else. What is that belief? Let me tell you what I believe. But in. then you got to understand human psychology and that you can't I reason, do understand you can't reason yeah. with a government. You can't sit down and talk with a government who is holocausting their own people. I'm not, so, I'm not saying that we sit down with China. I never once said that, that the American government should sit down with the Chinese government and tell them what they're doing wrong. I said that people on an individual level should look at their, themselves and their ideologies and the ideologies of others and group that together and use it to create their own version of that ideology. And if they did that, then the world would be a better place because more people would be willing to compromise and more people would be open to other cultures and accepting of others. It's that simple. I didn't say that any group of people had to sit down with another person or with another group and tell them what to do. I said that individually, people need to make a change on that part of themselves. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in here and get my interpretation of what you said. You tell me if it's right or wrong. And I think what you're trying <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> was that having a 
fair and open dis- exchange of ideas that everyone actively participates in will allows the best ideas to rise to the top. Yes. It, I, basically what I'm proposing is a Greek salon. If anybody knows, <laughs> if anybody knows what that is, yes. it is where a group of philo- philosophers sit in a room and they think about ideas. Is that Greek or is that French? Roman, Greek, anywhere, it's all... I thought... Okay. <laughs> so, so I thought like, <laughs> Pull that shit up. <laughs> the French did that with math. The, the French did is, that with surrendering. <laughs> uh, the thing is, for your Greek salon to exist, the laws... <laughs> And the society that it exists in must have the value that free exchange is important. And there are countries out there where that is not true. Iran, China, North Korea. These are countries where free exchange is looked down upon. Correct. So in order for your ideas to take hold, we would have to impose our ideals on those countries. At, at some point, sure, but but again, that's the idea of a salon is that somebody sits down with somebody else and you talk about your ideas. So, I'm not saying that we impose it on anybody. Again, this is an this is an individual basis standpoint. I'm not taking I'm not taking this to a global or government level. I'm not saying that we have to go into Iran and tell them right now that what they're doing is wrong. I think that if you start small, you can work up. When 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 uh, when. An idea or like something like that starts to develop, it becomes like a wave. And the more people that jump onto that wave, the more people are going to see it, regardless of, of what you want to do to stop that. That's just how it works. And, and, and if you start in America and change the ideology of the way Americans look at it, then maybe people in Europe will be like, hey... But that is still in this is a good idea. We created okay, okay. We yeah, but again, I'm not. It's not imposing it. It's not imposing it. Yeah, it's not imposing anything. They they are willingly changing. Yeah. That's not like again. It, it is an idea that people are inherently good and that we should learn from other people. That works it's, until you get to the point where you get someone who don't listen to that. Then what? Like okay, then they don't listen to it. It's the that's way, why it's, like, the, it's that, that simple. So, so, <laughs> If they don't listen to it, if China just says, no, that's a stupid idea, we're going to keep killing Muslims, you're okay with that. You're not going to do anything about it because they are their own country. Are we doing anything about it now? The UN is... Are are we as the United States of America doing anything about it now? We are in a very cold war with China right now. Yes. Yes. If we were to do anything, if we were to do anything, it would be a very hot war. Yeah. So yes. I'm not I'm not saying do anything like again yeah like I I, I understand that geo so, geo geo geopolitics is is a giant fucking clusterfuck and everything that you do affects the countries around you but again this is a individualistic standpoint this is this is a yeah. one look, man in the mirror by Michael Jackson look at yourself in the mirror and say am I who I want to be and if you do that. And everybody did that, and everyone was more accepting of everybody as who they were. I have a question for you. So let's say you live in this house, and down the street you have a neighbor that you, you, know, you see him. Hey, what's up, Bill? What if you're living here, you talk with Bill all the time and say, hey, like, yeah, man, you know, I'm a good guy. You, you guys espouse and, and trade ideas. And all of a sudden, Bill says, yeah, I think it's okay to beat my wife. 
Then you explain and to him you why you think that's, that's wrong. Okay. And he says, yeah, I don't agree with you. I'm still going to do it. Then you call the cops and you let them know that that man so is beating his action. wife. So you take action. Of course you take action. But that's when there's so that, that, that is, is exactly a, what that is, But that is a violent crime. Like, I understand. So is killing <laughs> Muslims. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't yeah. say that that was okay. I never, you were the one that brought up but killing you Muslims. Okay. I didn't say it was okay. I never once said, okay. I never once said, I never once said that no, that was okay. And I never Bill said it's okay. In Bill's house, beating Bill's wife is okay. Yeah. And I'm, 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 and I'm saying that's not okay. Again, look, look, I understand that not everybody has the same ideology, but that is not a cultural question. What you just asked me is not, does Bill believe even a different cultural question. He believes that beating women is okay. But yes, if that's in Iran, religion, then he's mentally unstable and then he needs to get well, some help. Is there <laughs> Let's look at it as a cultural question. There are cultures out there that uh, that take women and hide them away and say, you're not allowed to so drive, you you're work? not allowed to show your face, it's part people of get stoned, you're a Christian, right? You're a Christian, yes. So you believe, you don't go outside with that. You're a Christian and you believe in work. That, that's the that's the point of sharing ideologies. No, he's not, impeding not, his ideology and saying they are wrong because they are killing their women. So let's, so let's take a country okay as as that. as a moral as a moral high ground. Uh, I'm just going to give you. I'm just going to give you my moral. I'm just going to give you my moral philosophy in the way that I believe I should live my life. This is a great and, talk about the debate. So basically, I believe in, in, in something called optimistic nihilism. Basically, we all are put on this earth to fuck to live. We there is there is really no end goal to anybody's life other than to reproduce. That is that is the idea of any animal that is put on this earth. And I, I do believe in a higher being, and I understand that some people do not. But regardless of if there's a higher being, my my belief is we don't know what happens after we die, and you never will know until that point. So what you do until that point is up to you and everybody wants to be happy. Like everybody in this room and everybody listening to this, I guarantee the biggest goal in their life is to be happy. So the best way to do that for most people is to be nice to them. Like if you're having a bad day and somebody comes up to you and is like, Hey, I really like that shirt, man. That's a, that's a dope shirt. That makes you smile immediately. And your day is already better. That's my like that's my philosophy is that is that you can spread happiness and that and that ideas are spread like that and that and that yeah there are some bad people out there and there are some people that believe in some really bad things but you need to explain to them why that is bad and again they can tell you their side of the story and you can get them the help that they need and but that's still uh, impeding that's what you're not understanding Look, look, I'm saying you should. I'm not saying that they're insane. I'm not saying that anybody that has, but, I'm, but, but be put into look, 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 I've had bad ideas. You've had bad ideas, right? Like yeah. I've been, I've been violent before. I've been angry. Yeah. But if somebody sits there and talks you down, that makes a big difference. You're no right. longer angry anymore. You don't feel that way. Yeah, most people that, most people that have these very like fucked up beliefs are either raised that way or they've had something that's happened to them in their life and it's caused them to think that way. If you can change the way that they think and you tell them, hey, look, 
most people are good. Like, hey, look, give them an example of that and show them that they don't have to be angry. They don't have to be violent and that people are good and that we don't have to harm them or kill them. Then most people will see that reasonably and say, but then you right. still have the curators of evil. Those okay, but people. you're still talking about minor examples. Like, yeah, there are curators of minor, evil. That, 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 a lot of people believe that, that is a small is percentage. And we've only progressed in evil. That is a small percentage. That is not. It, it, it is. Like, like, generally speaking, most people do good acts. Like, I don't think humans are naturally good. That's a topic right there that has been debated by uh, with philosophers for. Literally yeah, hundreds, not thousands. The reason why I say this is, is there, there is literally a, a, a corpse of, of a Neanderthal who had one tooth and apparently did for about 10, the last 10 years of his life, which means that he literally couldn't eat by himself. So for 10 years, another Neanderthal, who we don't even consider human, they're not even human yet, but they're our predecessors was taking care of this other Neanderthal, not for any gain, not because it did something for that person, simply out of compassion. Mm-hmm. There are, simply yeah, out of compassion. There are biological reasons that you would take care of a family member. They were, well, yes, out of, because of compassion, but they weren't, they weren't family. They, were, they, 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 they were a family. Masquerades. They were nomadic yeah. people. You know, you, know, I, you know giraffes control their breeding? You know the male giraffes? Yes, like, I understand. They beat the shit out of other males yes, so they can't but they're breed. simplistic animals, oh, so. and we have a consciousness, and we understand that we can live uh, and die, and we understand each other's emotions. And so I think if you, if you are able to show that understanding, you should. What the porn <laughs> Like, the Neanderthal yeah. thing, I feel like I have to touch on this because you're getting into the, the, the area of whether or not true altruism exists. And as far as I understand it, I have done a little bit of research into this because I was curious. I don't think there is a single example of true altruism. And the closest thing you can get to is ancient examples like that with Neanderthals or, or very early Homo sapiens that, you know, they come together as tribes. You know, they started helping each other out, share food. Like, all right, well, that looks like it's a good thing, but in reality, it's maybe it's so they don't have to fight each other. And at the at the very I at the very core, at the very like, if you boil it all down, it could just be that it, I feel good when I do something good. Yes, which means that one hundred percent. I was gonna, I was gonna, yeah, get, I was gonna get to that. Yeah. I was gonna get to that. I, 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 I one hundred percent agree that. Bottom line is that every, again, there's a dichotomy to everything. Right. The human beings, I believe, inherently want to do good. And now you can believe that the reasoning is whatever you want, but sh- yes, inherently, I believe it's because that human beings are selfish and it feels good to do good acts. Now, again, the last time you had a fit of anger, when you got done punching that wall, did you feel good about yourself? You might have felt good about releasing the anger, but you didn't really feel good about going off on that wall. Well, but, but, the la- but the last time you gave $5 to that homeless man, you felt fucking great. You were like, man, I just made that dude's day. I got him a sandwich or whatever. Like, like doing good deeds, yes, while they are inherently selfish, is still part of our DNA. Like, we still want to do that. From causing so, violence do you, and pain. so do you want to do good or do you want to feel good? Both. I mean, again, it's uh, again, it's 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 a it, it is a human philosophical right. question. It's, it, it, that is a moral qu- dilemma yeah. that we will never be able to answer. But uh, ultimately speaking, I, I think that most people again, most people want to be happy. 
And the easiest way to make yourself and others happy is by doing good. And if you show people that, most people will understand it. And, and, and again, yeah, there will be examples. There will be people that don't, that don't get it. And there will be people that are still violent and that are still crazy and that still have these beliefs that other people are inherently bad. And, and I'm not saying that that's okay, but it's just like any other thing. You can't, you can't erase an entire group of people. Like, it doesn't work that way. You can't, you can't erase somebody with a mental illness. You can't erase anything because in the end, someone will come back and still have that mental illness. Someone will come back and still believe that way because of their former actions and there's nothing or former things that happened to them. And there's nothing you can do about that. But you can still try to make the world a better place day by day just by being a kind person. Okay. So let's go back to that Iranian woman real quick. Oh my God. <laughs> just hear me I out. don't hear understand me how this is a problem. <laughs> if I'm that Iranian woman, what is better for me? Someone explaining to my husband over, you know, three or four years why women have value and how they're good and how he's going to have to turn on his entire society and grant me some of those pleasures in the house while still keeping me under wraps in public because I will get stoned if I show up in public without the proper clothes on. Or, or man, someone coming and liberating her and taking her out of that situation to a free country where she can express herself. Okay. And she can learn. And but, she can drive a car. Because yes. that's what ISIS is found upon. If they you if cry you, on the weak and I, the uneducated. I understand. So they are curators of evil. They are curators of evil. So evil. They, and they, I don't believe not talk nice to. I don't believe that you can talk nice to everybody. I'm not saying I'm not saying that. Again, you took you took my moral question and, and then me saying me saying that utopian type of ideology. I dis I 100 disagree because again I, I know that everybody in this room it is felt, a personal philosophy. I wouldn't that, say it's going for yeah, utopian. It's not, it's not utopian. I think again, the part that we really that we really disagree with. I think we all agree that you should be generally nice to people. I think the part we disagree with. Is where you said that you should never impose your ideas on someone. Okay, so no, like that's okay. Let me. Okay, yes, I should have phrased that better. I understand. I shouldn't have said you should never impose your your uh, your your ideology on somebody. You obviously there are extreme situations, as y'all have pointed out, where you do need to impose that on other people because they won't because they won't listen. There are gray areas, like we talked about before. But again, I was talking about in general, a general specific, like a general specific specificity of the idea and that most people can do good and will do good if you teach them how. And in and Justin's defense, since he's been defending himself the whole time. I know, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> wait, 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 No, no, it's okay. It just, he happened to be the one person in the room that was 1v3. It was just how it worked. That's how it works sometimes. But um, also, I think what he's going for more of is it's a personal rule. Uh, it's an ideology. It's a rule yes. that can be bent, twisted, and broken like any other rule in life. Yes. Um, I, <clears throat> I personally, uh, I do think that you know ultimately the decision is up to you. I think it's up to us to strive to, to help people. Uh, I've been under an extreme case of circumstances in my life so far that have really pushed me into. Honestly, putting a lot of my daily effort into suppressing, taking my stuff, not, not taking my attitude out with me. When I'm at the house, you know, when I'm relaxing, if I'm with my girlfriend, you know, that's when I can be emotional. That's when I can release. That's when I can just 
you know, I can I can be sad at my own house, yes. but I'm not going to go to work, you know, moping and doping and not getting nothing done. I'm not. It's just it's that lunch pail shit. Yeah, you can't live like that. You're not living at that. Point. And and taking action on that, I think that comes up to a personal obligation of morality. And I know for me, very rarely do I do an act to make me feel good. Very rarely, because I personally, I, I this yeah. sounds very dark. I don't care about myself that much. <laughs> I, I'm but a blip in this entire universe. I matter as much as the person next to me. At the end of the day, I'm so a totally human perspective. I th- and I you know what? And, so sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but to try and connect this back to the debate itself, it, to, on the imposing idea, <laughs> <Yeah>. imposing idea <laughs> All time segue, by the way, time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like Biden is imposing his idea is ideologies about how Trump is a xenophobic like he, he's this is quoted he's a xenophobic he's racist and then a xenophobic because he did not want to shut down yes, the country that's because my point. he he did like, <laughs> that's what he was saying <laughs> that's what I said 20 minutes ago god damn it <laughs> <laughs> but no like, <laughs> he cured this terrible image about Trump when it's all a perspective lens. Nobody get like, yeah, Trump can be a little blunt and a little out there with his like comparisons, his like analogies to things, but he has tried to do what will help the majority as a whole, and that is financial stability. Because the excess uh, prolonging of the shutdown of like keeping businesses closed, which is most po- mostly due to the left and trying to have time to pull out things to go against Trump. Trump's very business first anyway. I think anybody that's listened to anything he said will know that he's trying to get this open immediately. And his biggest now, strength has been the economy and his entire run of it. His, the, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm as a delivery driver, I'm pretty fucking happy that gas prices are as low as they are. That's a plus to look at. Oh, and, and gas prices, you know what keeps those down? Fracking. That Joe Biden wants to get rid of. Well, well allegedly, I right? Like well, he said, he's not, but he's also said he is. So, well, see, the thing about that, I do have to say, like, we can move away from fracking. We can move away from fossil fuels, but you can't stop using them in order to do that. You have to use them until the point where you can do a full switch. And Joe did come out and say. I do not want to shut down the frack, fracking going on currently. I do not want to shut down private lands that can do frack, fracking. It is still private lands availability to do so. But he did not want public fracking to continue. He did not want it to be okay for you to continue. And I think to some extent, like they take Trump too far with it and say he was trying to promote the use of fossil fuels because he is trying to keep the jobs of the current coal miners and the frackers. And I, and I think in order to compromise, you lower the pollutants, pollutants allowed, you, you make sure they are enforced. Cause some, cause some companies lie about it. They, they just tweak the numbers to make it passable. But you make it an enforced agenda to have this certain amount of pollutants and to work towards a plan of full renewable energy. Right. And I think the only way that is also capable of doing is having a successful economy, which Trump was creating, yeah. which Trump was doing until the left said, we don't think you're doing it the right way. And they imposed their ideology. So 
yeah, exactly. I, I think that um, I think that Trump Trump's one. So his 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 promoting a bigger economy, a better economy, wanting to reopen the nation. I think is actually potentially a good step towards becoming a greener nation, right? So we are. We make up, I think, around 15% of the pollution in the world with a majority... Fact check, please. Yeah, yeah, fact check. <laughs> uh, Which one? The, we generate at least 15% of the pollutions in the world. Right, or the carbon emissions, whatever yeah. it is. Our CO footprint. Um, China, China holds, the, holds the majority share of that, and China, as far as we understand, has no plans on slowing down. So even if, right now, the United States went to total carbon zero, it would not stop global warming or climate change, whatever you want to call it. It would not stop. It's not going to fix it. So yeah. the question becomes, what do we do? Personally, Everyone, I think we have to innovate our way out. Come together, hold hands, and sing kumbaya. <laughs> 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 we need we to find something that's going to, to <laughs> actively fix the damage that has been done because stopping doing more damage isn't going to happen. All right, hear me out. We nuke China. <laughs> well, all, all jokes and all radical beliefs aside, um, there was nothing I, radical about my beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> We're nuking China. I think uh, we we touched up a lot today. I hope you guys learned something else, or at least had figured out the importance of different perspectives and how when you just blatantly come out and say you were wrong for believing in this rather than asking why do you believe in something, we will never come together and truly understand how to progress and move forward or compromise. Amen. And I wish we could have touched in more of the debate. We, we stretched this one out, threw in a bonus episode. Like, I hope you guys like talk to us, talk about the points we missed, the points we, you think we are wrong on, so we can try and present our more evidence where you guys think we missed. And if you like it, share it to your friends. Start a conversation with them. Like, tell them, hey, look, the, this is a good idea. We really do need to be getting into this political stuff and seeing what's going on and, and listening to more ideas. And, and again, just share it. Put it out there. Let other people decide what they want to believe, too. Make political talk social again. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to thank our guest. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Marshall, for showing up, providing us with your point of view. Excellent point of view. Um, a we great hope to, point of view. Yes, we <laughs> hope to see you again one day soon, man. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. I actually had a really good time. Uh, I think, I think this uh, this turned out to be a whole lot more than I had expected, but I'm, I'm really glad it did. <laughs> you know, uh, I was very excited to come on this podcast, and uh, you know, like you know, like I said, I, I really hope I do get the chance to come back on again. I think uh, I think you guys can do you can do a lot of good with this. So. Yeah, thanks, Thank man. You, means a lot. Means a lot. Uh, we'll definitely have some merch uh, about this episode dropping soon, so stay in tune for that. We're going to get Marshall's ass on it. Yeah. <laughs> Call it China. I'm just. No, 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 no. My guys, address is. <laughs> stay tuned for the next episode. Love you guys. Peace on the Domino's crew.